beautiful music. I would highly recommend you guys go take a listen. Or just hit replay. We start the show over from the beginning. Such gorgeous music bringing us in. It's almost a shame uh, that we have to cover everything we have to cover. It's as if peace is too far away. Salutations, my friends. It is Monday, August 16th, 2021. And it seems like over the weekend, uh, Afghanistan has fallen to the Taliban. Uh, Many people are just blaming Joe Biden just because he's a a sleepy old man. And uh, again, some of the footage that is coming out of Afghanistan is incredible. They're like over. They are undoing twenty years worth of delivering democracy <laughs> in a single night. Uh, longtime listeners of the show, you guys know I've never been a fan of these endless wars going over to other places, destabilizing them, and as I said before, delivering democracy. I'm not for it. all this money that we're spending over across the seas. We could be using here at home. I guess again, that's that more America first mindset of me. I'm not about being an empire, I'm about being a nation. Uh, but growing up in the 90s and, in, and into the 2000s, you know, you always got the question where uh, people asked you, you know, why do you think that America is the world's police force? And uh, what happened over the weekend is a perfect example as to why we cannot be people's policing forces. Um, so very, very interesting. We'll hopefully be talking about that in this transmission. Uh, but I tell you, things are just intensifying. You know, we've got articles and stuff that I wanted to cover in last week's podcast episode, but I was unable to. Uh, maybe I'll do a little bit more condensed version of this in the uh, in the in the next episode. Uh, but check this out. Let me see if I can go ahead and pull this up for you guys, so we can just kind of set the tone, and then I'll pull up the promos and stuff like that, and then we'll continue on the show from there. But check this out. How wild is this? Uh, Army National Guard recruits for internment and resettlement specialists. Military document lays out procedure for civilian internees. What is a civilian internee? We're talking about internment camps. We're talking about concentration camps. We're talking about forcibly detaining individuals against their will. This is where we are. Uh, But don't you worry. We will get into that. We briefly talked about it in this week's last podcast episode where they were training for mass casualty drills. Uh, And again, this is just something that's just kind of gradually rolling out there that they have uh, isolation and quarantine facilities to detain people. Green zones, the shielding method, FEMA camps is really what it boils down to. Uh, But yeah, we will get into that. I just think it's crazy that, you know, as we're sitting over here worried about a sneeze and a virus, you've literally got, again, the entire world getting activated. I mean, we're not even mentioning what's going on with South Africa. That happened a couple of weeks ago. They're starving now because of that destabilization. And like I said, over the weekend, we're seeing chaos in Gulf Afghanistan. We are seeing the Taliban rise. And they announced their rise on Twitter. So these guys aren't the backwoods savages as they have been described by the media. It's, 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 it's just crazy. It really is crazy. We'll, we'll maybe get into it whenever we start talking about it. Uh, but let me do a few quick updates, and then we will start the show. Still in talks with uh, the good folks over there with the people processing. That is uh, 
It's not a complicated process. It's just, it is what it is. But if you guys want to support this operation, you can do so by going to coffee.com forward slash noise era. That is KO dash FI forward slash or KO dash FI.com forward slash noise era coffee.com forward slash noise era to support this operation. You can buy me a coffee you can buy me a beer you can buy me a book. You can buy me a water. You can buy me whatever you can donate one time. You can have a monthly subscription. It's really up to you. Uh, but if you guys want to support this operation, you can do so by going to coffee.com forward slash noise era. We'll see for how long that lasts, you know, well, not necessarily a pessimist, but I know a lot of these um, content creator subscription based platforms are beginning to engage in political persecution. Another reason why the process with we, the people processing is taking so long because they're trying to bypass all that. Uh, but in the meantime, if you guys want to support this operation, you can do so by going to, as I said before, uh, coffee.com forward slash noise era. I want to say, you know, get yourself storable goods. Go ahead and get yourself prepared. Uh, but again, you know, if, if if you can't see the signs of the time, the writing on the wall, there's not much else uh, more we can do for you guys. Again, it seems like every other week or so we are legitimately talking about uh crumbling government, civil unrest, destabilization, uh, corruption coming out, and then just, you know, setting a brush fire everywhere. So you need to have your storable goods in place. Uh, you know, I, I, I see a lot of, I see a lot of crazy things on the horizon guys. And it doesn't just start with storable goods. That's what I'm saying. Like prepping is a little bit of a lifestyle. Uh, you're you're going to want it whenever you need it the most, which is why you need to kind of get into that preparatory mindset beforehand. You guys heard me talk about, you know, kind of kind of my situation with Pam a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and I still need more, you know, looking at storable goods is one thing for you and your lady looking at storable goods for a newborn baby is something else entirely. And I'm not saying my Patriot supply has that, but that's what I'm saying is you need to get into the mindset and the lifestyle of prepping. And you can do so by working with my supply.com. I'll put the link for that in the description bar below so you guys can check it out. Um, and I think that's going to be just, that's, that's going to do it. I don't have a little slide up here for, uh, for get lambs. They're anti-EMF, wet shooting clothing. Um, but I would highly recommend it. Highly, highly recommend you get anti-EMF, Wi-Fi shield and clothing. Get like an EMF blocking cell phone pouch. Get uh, anti-facial recognition clothing. Like all the stuff is out there. Uh, all that stuff is really out there. Again, if you guys want more information on that, whole kind of concept of blending in and disappearing into society. Look into the gray man brief. They do a fair amount of that. They teach you not necessarily how to cover up your tracks, but how to disappear. And uh, who, who would not want to have a, uh, an EMF blocking cell phone pouch whenever you have contact tracers coming out there. I mean, you go out there to those, those protests, man, you got to make sure that you have your stuff situated because the same way the feds fed book, you know, and other people, shadowy third-party applications and stuff like that, the same way they're collecting data on you is the same way your adversaries are. I'm saying local Antifa, local BLM, local Indivisible, local organizations around you, if you've been to a protest, probably uh, pilfered your information in one way, shape, or form, because this is something we need to talk more so about uh, on the show, that kind of hybrid approach whenever we're protesting and getting involved in activism. Uh, but again, we'll save all that. For another day. Let's go ahead and start getting into the news.
start this episode off with a radar read. Let's go ahead and do that. I've got a couple of articles that I pulled aside that I'd like to talk to you guys about. Uh, but let's 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 do a couple of these bad boys and then we'll go ahead and get into that article for you guys. Well, those those articles again, these were articles that popped up over the weekend going into the going into the weekend. Um, that I believe deserves some attention. But anyway, right here, uh, Pentagon to relocate up to 30,000 Afghan refugees who worked for the American government into the U.S. Yeah, dude, uh, again, we'll, 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 we'll read a couple more things on this Afghanistan situation and play some of the clips. You literally have people uh, jumping on planes, not like getting inside of the cockpit, not, you know, getting into, inside of like the cabin or anything like that, but like literally trying to jump on planes and hold on for dear life than be subjected to the rule of the of, 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 of the Taliban, man. And what's even more crazy is there's there's other footage of those people being however thousand many feet up and then falling to their death. And so it is getting crazy out there. Uh, but again, that tells you that these people don't really support the Taliban, ISIS, Al-Qaeda, you know, any of that type of destabilization that took place over several years. Uh, but like I said, we will talk more about that as we progress the show. Uh, right here, another one from The Blaze. Former Navy SEAL Jocko Willink posts gut-checking message to all of us as the Taliban rolls through Afghanistan. Very interesting. Again, 20-plus years worth of work gone in a single night. Single night. And that's crazy, man. That's crazy. Like, I really don't think we can kind of, I don't think, I know I couldn't, I couldn't imagine it. I couldn't imagine just like going about your day and then out of nowhere, you know, you're, you're, you're just seeing tanks. You're just seeing people on the street. Uh, you're seeing murder. You're seeing all this crazy stuff happen out of nowhere. And they're either saying, if you don't convert back to the ways of Islam, we'll kill you. I couldn't imagine that. But that's what I'm saying. Things are getting crazy out there. Uh, right here, a couple from the Drudge Report feed. The feds are preparing a plan for another COVID shot by fall. Big surprise there. Massive surprise. The first, the mask didn't protect you. The first one didn't protect you. Now, COVID, uh, now Fauci's saying you need another booster shot. And guess what? The feds are planning for another COVID shot. You see, I talked about this with some exclusive members after the show the other week and how that's the plan. They want to hijack your immune system. They want to be responsible for your immune system. The minute you take that shot, the minute you have your genes altered, you are a product, right? You're a commodity. You're an item owned by one of these pharmaceutical companies. You literally won't get better unless you receive the cure to the poison they created. It's like what I've been saying the whole time through. Of course, the shot is free because the treatments won't be. Uh, right here, 400 plus counties are now minority white. There is an article out at uh, summit.news. Jimmy Fallon and his co and, and, and his audience actually celebrated the decline of the white population. He went over U.S. Census data, U.S. Census Bureau data, and he pointed out how indeed uh, whites and Caucasians are becoming a minority in uh, in America. And the audience laughed and cheered with glee. And so this is what happens with all this uh, race war, 
all this culture war, all this white supremacy talk, you know, top of the patriarchy, white supremacy, all that stuff. Uh, you know, and I'm not white. <laughs> I'm not white. But what I see happening here to white people is pretty intense. And it, it, and it is sad. Uh, and so whenever a couple of years ago, we talked about the Christchurch shooting and they debuted the replacement migration agenda. You see that it's a very real thing. And so, no, I don't think we should be celebrating the decline of a particular race because where does it end? Where does it end, man? Yeah, and I get it. Oh, well, this happened to black people. Yes, for sure. But that doesn't mean we should perpetuate that same type of behavior. Violence begets more violence, just as evil begets more evil. And if we didn't learn anything from history, well, guess what? We're doomed to repeat it. And so this is not a good situation. But hey, check this out right here. Uh, the pandemic is causing babies to develop differently. I find this interesting, especially because I'm expecting my baby in less than three weeks. But check this out. Does COVID cause babies to develop differently in infants? Overall cognitive scores are significantly lower since the beginning of the coronavirus, pan coronavirus pandemic, with young infants showing lower performance than infants born before January 2019. This is an article by Eve Young over there at the Jerusalem Post. They put this up August 26. And before I get into this, uh, what's interesting is I actually have another article uh, from summit.news that kind of correlates this same thought process. And I'll, I'll, I'll pick up that after we read this, this first article. But it says, uh, a study finds that children born during the lockdowns have lost IQ points and impaired cognitive functions. A lack of human contact and mask mandates are to blame. And so while we're sitting over here wondering whether or not we've been poisoned by whatever the heck Pfizer and AstraZeneca and Johnson and Johnson and Whoever else decided to get in and, you know, try to gangbang screw us while we're still trying to figure that out. The real ones that suffer are the kids. That's the sad part about all of this. So let's read this quick article uh, about babies being developing differently during COVID. I've got my own thoughts, but we'll read a little bit of this and then we'll continue on from there. It says children born during the coronavirus pandemic have significantly reduced verbal and motor and overall cognitive performance compared to children born before the pandemic. And this discrepancy is particularly pronounced in males, as well as in children, and lower socioeconomic families. According to the preliminary data presented in a preprint study, uh, researchers believe that this highlights that even in the absence of infection and illness, the pandemic has had a significant negative impact on infant and child development. In the study, not yet peer-reviewed and uploaded as preprint in MedRxiv on Wednesday, researchers from Brown University examined data from an ongoing longitudinal study of child neurodevelopment, comparing scores in 2020 and 2021 to scores in 2011 to 2019. The researchers found that verbal, nonverbal, and overall cognitive scores are significantly lower since the beginning of the pandemic, with young infants showing significantly lower performance than infants born before January of 2019. It goes on to say the researchers stated that it is, quote, clear that young infants and children are developing differently than pre-pandemic, and that addressing this now while their brain is at their most plastic and responsive is imperative. Also saying that it is unclear from the data, if observed, declines are temporary. Do you think people believe, like, like, like I'll put it to you this way, what am I trying to say? 
Like the other day, I choked on a fish oil pill. Like in the morning, I choked on a fish oil pill. I was trying to bang one back, and it got stuck the wrong way in my throat. And I was I was basically throwing up and acting silly, and you know, I I, I couldn't think straight. Is what I was trying to say. Uh, I wasn't getting enough oxygen to the brain. So the minute I started to slow down, I thought, okay, well, since you can breathe, run through the solutions. What are you going to do next? Uh, water doesn't work. Applesauce doesn't work. Orange juice doesn't work. Eat a sandwich. That'll that'll wedge it down. But see, what I'm trying to say is oxygen deprivation, the lack of oxygen, has us doing stupid things. What do you think happens? We start masking up kids. What do you think happens? We start masking ourselves up and then masking our kids up. And then saying one week this works, one week that doesn't work. What do you think the kids are going to see? They're going to see such inconsistency. They're not going to know up from down. They're not going to know how to communicate. There's no sense of normalcy. But because we robbed them of that, that sense of normalcy, they have failed. We separated them from other kids. We said, don't, don't shake hands. Don't hug. They may have the COVID. We did this to kids. We did this to kids. This gave people a reason to sit up over here and, and, and grandstand and virtue signal and act elitist. Oh, no, oh, we don't shake hands here. Uh, elbows, please. Humans are social creatures. We need to be socializing. We need to we learn from each other. Like I always say on the show, uh, that Australian Aboriginal slay, uh, saying, in Lakesh, I am another you. And that's what's happening right here. We're seeing the blind lead the blind. We're seeing the sheep lead the other sheep, and it is losing. It's costing us our humanity. It's losing IQ points. Like, again, I think about this, man. Uh, you could probably still go see it right now in your own Walgreens, your own CVS, your own, you know, grocery store. I'm sure the medicine cabinet, the medicine area is still stock full. Uh, but because the TV didn't tell people to actually take their immune system into their hands, taking things like selenium, zinc, iodine, Magnesium, you name it. We've listed them all here uh, because the TV didn't tell them to do so. Well, guess what? They didn't do it. So let me read this quick article real quick and then we'll get into a couple more articles because I could I could go on and on and on about this. Because, again, uh, right now we're talking about how children that were born during the lockdown have lost IQ points. We're not talking about the kids, the teenagers, like the, 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 the children to the teenagers that literally try to commit suicide trying to keep up with this whole nonsense. And then you want to take it to a step further, like the the 16s or the 15s up until like the 18s, the 14s until like the 18s. Look at what's going on with school right now. They're telling these kids, you don't got to go back to school. They're treated like it's some type of extended vacation. They're not learning anything. You see what I'm saying? Like education has become a joke. And look at what it's doing. It's no longer in, it's no longer in de- uh, education. A lot of this is indoctrination. I went over that last week on the podcast episode with Oregon Governor uh, Kate Brown allowing for people to graduate without having the capability to read, write, or do math. Basic arithmetic. They want they want stupid people because it'll be easier for them to manipulate manipulate you. And if they start right now, if they start saying, oh, you got a double mask, even though the science isn't there, yet they lie to you and tell you to trust the science, you're engaging in child abuse. You're not you, you don't have discernment. I'm, I'm I'm sorry. I'm getting frustrated. I'm looking at how, at at every step, you've got the bait. You got the, the the unborn that they're targeting with the vaccines in the in the womb. You've got the ones that are barely born. 
You've got the ones that are in their most formative years. And then you've got the kids who are also, you know, going through school about to graduate at every single developmental stage. These children, the next generation has been adversely affected by this gosh darn pandemic. And we have offered them no solution, no remedy, no understanding, only more and more confusion. And that's why they're getting worse. That's why people literally feel like they're losing their mind because they are. Let me read this and then we'll continue on. This next one comes from Paul Joseph Watson over there at Summit.News. They put this up August 13th on Friday the 13th. It says a new study has found that mean IQ scores of young children burned bored during the pandemic have tumbled by as much as 22 points, while verbal, motor, and cognitive performance have all suffered as a result of the lockdown. I think this is the same study uh, that we just went over, but I'll read a little bit of this and we'll, we'll, we'll get back into the radar read. It says, quote, with limited stimul- stimulation at home and less interaction with the world outside, pandemic-era children appear to have scored shockingly low on tests designed to ac- assess cognitive development, reports The Guardian. The study was conducted by researchers at the Brown University and, cl- and included 672 children born both before and after the pandemic began in March 2020. Quote, in the decade preceding the pandemic, the mean IQ score on standardized tests for children aged between three months and three years of age hovered around 100. But for children born during the pandemic, that number tumbled to 78, the study found. Researchers concluded that the primary reason for the impairment on cognitive function was a lack of stimulation and interaction at home. Yeah, I read somewhere that it said that uh, mothers with children increased their drinking by 323% during the pandemic. And I can't, it's not against mothers. Uh, there have been, like the statistics for what happened during lockdown is not only gross, but it's sad. Because it gives you a horrible uh, insight as to where we are as a people. Again, this culture of decadence, degeneracy, and just insanity, man. Like, it's, it's it's crazy. It really is crazy. Like, so crazy. Like, just the other week we were talking about uh, what? Russian, uh, Russian cannibals, Satan, satanic cannibals. You know? And then just the other week we were talking about how a man that was watching or doing QAnon conspiracy theories, that whatever that nonsense was. Uh, he ended up killing both of his kids. So, yeah, no, people are getting crazy out there, man. And, you know, and I, like, like, I'll say this, and if anything, I'll pull that clip up of that news story of that QAnon guy. I say, uh, yeah, what am I trying to say? Like, I watched a video on KJ's uh, Scariest Movie Ever channel on YouTube. And on that channel... He talked about how uh, there is actually an epidemic of demonic possession. And I thought to myself, wow, that's a crazy concept to think about, uh, because while we're sitting over here talking about the mental health epidemic, the rise in suicide, nihilism, the suicide spirit, the depression, the anxiety, all the all the negative things. I hadn't thought of it as that. I hadn't thought of it as an epidemic of demonic possession. You know, this is why every other week you hear about fights breaking out. <laughs> at airports, right? Fights breaking out someplace uh, because people truly are losing it. And that doesn't bring me any joy saying these type of things, but it's a, it, 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 it truly is. If you ask me, 
an astute observation. I think we are having an epidemic of demonic possession. We have a deep spiritual problem uh, that politics cannot fill, fit, fill or fix. And so as we keep looking for a political solution to a spiritual problem, we're only going to get worse. And so let me play for you guys real quick this story of this man who confessed to killing his own kids and referred to QAnon conspiracy theories. I kid you not. Uh, so this could either be a case of demonic possession. It could either be a case of somebody going way too far down the rabbit hole. Uh, or this could be somebody stumbling upon truth and then silencing him and then inverting the story. But either way, uh, this shows you again the world we're in and where they're trying to take us. So let's play this clip and then we'll pick it up on the other side. Now to love the horror south of the border, a SoCal dad famous for his surf school is accused of murdering his two young kids, stabbing them to death and dumping their bodies in Mexico. It's a disturbing crime that has shocked communities from Santa Barbara to Rosarita, Mexico. Eyewitness News reporter Alex Cheney joins us now live with new information tonight. Alex? David, it's a gruesome cr crime, and tonight we have new surveillance camera footage that shows the man entering the hotel with his two children and then leaving without them. A Santa Barbara man, Matt Taylor Coleman, is now facing serious charges in the U.S. and Mexico after a grisly discovery along a scenic road linking Tijuana and Ensenada. That's where a Mexican farm worker found pools of blood and the bodies of two babies in diapers, both stabbed to death. That farm worker quickly calling the police. The murdered toddlers, a one-year-old and three-year-old, are the children of Matt Taylor Coleman, who, along with his wife, Abby Coleman, run the Love Water Surf School in Santa Barbara. The popular surfing school's website features photos of the entire Coleman family. At a news conference today, the state attorney general of Baja, California, released new information about the case, including surveillance images he says tracked Matt Taylor Coleman's and his children's movements in Mexico. He says the evidence shows Coleman left the City Express Hotel in Rosarito at 2.45 a.m. with both of his children and returned about three hours later by himself and later checking out. In Santa Barbara, Abby Coleman called police worried about the well-being of her husband and children who had been missing for 24 hours. She shared information with detectives that her husband may have traveled to Mexico. Santa Barbara police alerted the FBI and Border Patrol about the three missing Californians. As Coleman tried to re-enter the U.S. from Mexico without his two children, he was detained by U.S. Border Police. The FBI is now the lead investigative agency in the U.S. Matt Coleman could still be extradited to Mexico to face charges for murdering his children. Hello, I'm... Crazy. How wild is that? How wild is that? What makes a person want to drive down to Mexico, kill their kids, and act like nothing happened? Uh, but that's what I'm saying. This is, this is some of the increasing insanity that is... Uh, that is unfolding before us that they are like, I, like I, I, I guess I have no idea what goes through somebody's mind. Uh, like if you actually go into the article, you read a little bit more about the situation. The man saw, thought that his kids had a serpent DNA or reptilian DNA that they were demon possessed. And that was one of the reasons why he had to kill them. What causes somebody to do something like that? You see what I'm saying? What cause? I, I don't know. I don't know any kind of QAnon conspiracy theory that makes me want to go out there and kill kids. I thought QAnon was supposed to be the one that was pointing out the fact that 
Paddlegate's real, Spirit Cooking's real, you know, Pizzagate's real, organized human trafficking is real, child, uh, child sex abuse is real, satanic ritual abuse is real. That's the crazy thing. I thought QAnon was able to help explain all this, but it would seem the tide is changing. Um, you know, I'll say this and then I'll, I'll, I'll move on. I foresee what, what's crazy is I foresaw that because of Trump not getting into office because of all the other crazy crap that went on there with, with QAnon and, and, and Donald Trump and Patriots, the conservative America first, the whole gang. I foresaw that definitely taking place. And what I mean by that is a splintering off uh, people who fell too far into the rabbit hole and couldn't distinguish reality from the conspiracy theory. And I, I forget, uh, we, we did a report on it, but this is like a classic thing that the Bolsheviks do. And it's what's done to, uh, <laughs> it's what's done to, in, in, in George Orwell's 1984 with O'Brien and Emmanuel Goldstein. Emmanuel Goldstein's like the so-called leader of the rebellion when really he's not. He's actually a part of the establishment. But what I'm trying to say is that splintering off, them taking these conspiracy theories way too far, causes people to go into a state of derangement or disassociative identity disorder, whatever you want to call it, to where they don't operate in reality. But again, this man was perfectly, perfectly fine. Why did he decide to just go out there and kill his kids? What would cause this person to be consumed with so much belief in a conspiracy theory or even a new fact that would cause them to kill his kids? Because here, check this out. Look at this. Comeback conspiracy. Homeland Security warns MAGA supporters are threatening violence if Trump isn't reinstated today. That came out on Friday the 13th. Remember, Trump was supposed to be reinstated. You had Lynn Wood and Sidney Powell and even Mike Lindell all talking about how Trump could be reinstated. This was more of that hopium. Yes, I think we could all agree that Joe Biden is an illegitimate president. He's a legitimate puppet, but an illegitimate president. <laughs> uh, but no, that theory got shuffled around in certain conspiracy circles. People picked it up and ran with it. That Trump was supposed to be reinstated August 13th, 14th, or 15th, sometime during that time frame. Let me read this article, and maybe that'll help explain again uh, some of what's work, some of that what's at work right now. Like there really are advanced psyop operations taking place. There really are uh, mind control techniques at work. There really is such thing as bad information that you should not act on. A, per, a, a perfect example, and I'll get into this, is uh, the kidnapping of Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Remember that? Remember how it was feds? All the information is coming out now that it was the feds that organized it, planned it, plotted it, and recruited for it. There is some information that you should not act on. But that dark information that enters into circles of people who are willing to learn more and do more, this is the type of negative reaction that comes out there. So let's read this and then we'll continue on from there. Uh, this is by Julia ooh, El Baba over there, the sun, the U.S. sun. It says a warning issued by the Department of Homeland Security is alerting Americans of MAGA supporter violence if Trump isn't reinstated to the White House. The threat comes from QAnon conspiracy theorists that suggest Trump will be reinstated today, reports say. Uh, quote, some conspiracy theories associated with the reinstating former President Trump 
have included calls for violence if desired outcomes are not realized, the DHS bulletin obtained by ABC News said. Uh, and what's interesting is I'll be talking more right after we get done with this this article. Uh, another article, an, another bulletin that came out from the DHS declaring people who have opposition to COVID-19 restrictions as domestic terrorists. So you're a domestic terrorist if you promote conspiracy theories. You're a domestic terrorist if you challenge the election. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that shortly after, but let's get back into this. It says the bulletin credited, quote, recently visible, recent visibility for, for violent online discussion to people like my pillow CEO, Mike Lindell, who continues to claim that the 2020 election was stolen. Lindell has bizarrely claimed that the Supreme Court will reinstate Trump with the deadline for his return set for August 13th. Quote, over the last few days, what has occurred is there's been much more public visibility. Many of the discussions and these theories have migrated away from being contained within the conspiracy and extremist online communities to where they're being the topic of discussion on web forums or more public web forums and even within the sort of media ecosystem, a DHS senior official told ABC News, quote, as public visibility for the narrative increases, we are concerned about more calls to violence. Past circumstances have illustrated that calls for violence could expand rapidly in the public domain and may be occurring outside of publicly available channels. Goes on to say that as such, lone offenders and small groups of individuals could mobilize to violence with little to no warning. You can tell that they're referring to uh, January 6th. It says the DHS reports that there are no details on immediate violence, but the, quote, timing for these activities may occur during August of 2021, although we lack information on specific plots or planned actions. Quote, we don't want to overre overreact, but we want to make sure that we are at the earliest stage possible, providing awareness to law enforcement and other personnel who are responsible for security and are critical to mitigating the task, the senior official said. You guys get the point from there. Uh, basically, what they're trying to do is they say they're, they're, they're setting up the stage uh, for pre-crime. They're setting up the stage for an authoritarian government where you either obey Big Brother. And if you have any dissenting opinions, any alternative viewpoints, you will be persecuted. Uh, but this is a very, very real and dangerous situation. You see. Uh, because, again... Like I, I guess I just look at it as so many different judo flips, so many different, so many different, like, like every time we end up doing something, they use that momentum against us. And I see that happening more and more often. And it is a, a very curious political strategic move that we need to figure out how to master because check this out. Then we're not talking about resettlement camps. Let's see if we can get this this article up for you guys then. I want to try and find the article that talks about uh, <laughs> declaring American citizens who are not down with this COVID nonsense as uh, terrorists. Like that's legit where we are right now. Give me one additional second. See if we can find it. Yep, right there. Of course. Uh, this will be dropping on our Telegram, most likely while we're live with you good people. Uh, but let's go ahead and bypass that whole scheduling nonsense and pull it up for you. Here is uh, the DHS, the Department of Homeland Security, saying that opposition to COVID-19 restrictions could make someone a domestic terrorist threat. Let's, let's listen to this. 
Terror alert has been issued by Homeland Security tonight. Pete Williams is here. Pete, what do we know about this? Well, DHS says this new terrorism advisory is not based on any actual threats or plots, but it says there's a rise in anti-government rhetoric. Some of it is opposition to COVID public health rules like mask and vaccine measures. Some calls for violent action are based on claims of election fraud or a belief that Donald Trump can be reinstated. And DHS says the coming 20th anniversary of the 9-11 attacks and religious holidays later this year could be catalysts for violence. The last terror advisory was issued in May. It expired today. This new one says domestic extremism remains a threat priority, Lester. All right, Pete, thank you. There you have it. Opposition to COVID restrictions could make you a domestic terrorist. Let's, let's read this. Let's read a little bit about why they think opposition to being told you're non-essential, to being told uh, you've got to stay at home, that you have the luxury to somehow miss work. Let's, let's see what they have to say about this. This is obviously a very, very lengthy article. It would be. It is over there at the most important news. Uh, I, don't, I don't think we're going to read all this in its entirety. But let's let's look a little bit at this graph for a clear for this graphic. Opposition to COVID measures, claims of election fraud, belief that Trump could be reinstated, and 9-11 anniversary and religious holidays. Let's 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 keep that in mind because we're gonna probably take a break and then when we come back, we'll talk about what's going on over there in Afghanistan. Well, well I, I just find that crazy. Why should we not celebrate or point out things like the 9-11 anniversary? Whenever we were attacked on our homeland, and that probably that and that created homeland security. Why should we not uh, celebrate these things, or why should we not point these things out? That makes you a terrorist for 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 saying nine eleven was an inside job, for remembering the fallen. Think like think about what these people are trying to tell you incrementally. Think about what this means. You're a domestic terrorist if you oppose the COVID measures. Literally just a couple of weeks ago, we had talked about this in, in uh, I think, 1125, season 11, episode 25, how they wanted to consider it a hate crime to criticize Dr. Anthony Fauci, how, how, how they called unvaccinated people domestic terrorists that should be underneath house detention wearing ankle monitors. You've got professors saying they're criminal. Like, think about this. You're a domestic terrorist if you have an opposition to being told you're not essential. You've got to wear a mask that doesn't protect you. You've got to take an experimental gene therapy that doesn't protect you. And if anything cripples and weakens you. Claims of election fraud. Whenever the evidence is there with Arizona, Maricopa County, like that, it, it's it's almost overwhelming the level of authoritarianism that these people are just flexing onto you. They're saying, "Yes, we know all these things that that we're doing. All these things could lead back to us uh, if you question what we told you. You're a domestic terrorist. If you question COVID, that would explain the deep state." If you question uh, the election fraud, that would explain the deep deep state. If you talk about Trump being reinstated and how, well, they just stopped that. That could explain the deep state. 9-11, being an inside job, that could be, lead you back to the deep state. Religious holidays, 
I don't think, you know, studying that could, but at the same time, it gives you a sense of purpose instead of being obedient to Big Brother, which is exactly what they want. This is why in China, you hear me always say this, that there shall be no other religion than the state. And that's exactly what they're doing right here. That don't let that ever be confused. They're eroding culture and rewriting history. Keep that in mind. That's how these Marxists operate. You see, that's how these people operate. They obfuscate, they manipulate. We'll be talking more about this on this week's podcast episode, but I thought with everything going down right now, uh, I thought people should pay attention to that. You've got Afghanistan literally being consumed by the Taliban and overnight, again, South Africa just having a powder keg-like event. The rest of the world is rebelling against C-19 and more, and we're being told we're domestic terrorists if we question the origins of COVID, the response to COVID, if we question uh, our so-called elected leaders. It's crazy, right? I find that crazy. You know, I, I think in Afghanistan, you got the Taliban going through saying, if you've got the COVID shot, we're going to kill you right now. And they're dumping out all of the vials. They're saying, we don't want the poison. We don't want the cure. Whatever you guys are saying, we're just going to get rid of it. So what does that say? That even the Taliban are throwing that out. <laughs> Let's get a couple more of these articles in, and then we'll take a quick break and pick it up from there. <laughs> Oh, man. Insane and incredible because it's only going to intensify. Uh, Right here, Erica Badu apologizes to the Obamas after posting a video from the maskless party. Yeah, uh, she was dressed in Egyptian garb at Obama's uh, recent birthday party. Her video went viral. She tried to take it down. And, well, you know the internet. It never forgets anything. So she had to come out and make a public apology to the Obamas. It was really creepy. It wasn't so much creepy, uh, but it shows you that we have a new royalty type thing going on right now. You know, a new royalty type thing going on. And to that effect, uh, I look at what's going on with the vaccine. I look at how many people who are with the system, who think they're with the system and are taking the jab. And they're they're ending up dead. Like there truly is a dark criminal cabal, a deep state running all of this. And there is a Russian roulette aspect to the jab. And the new royalty, the new elites, they're not even immune to it. Yeah, some of them are getting, you know, the, the, the saline shots, the placebo shots, the saltwater shots for sure. But some of them aren't. Some of them are dying. A fair amount of people are dying from this jab. And I think what's going to be left of the population uh, after this is going to be pretty incredible. Because, again, we're talking about 20 to 30 percent of the population uh, being negatively and adversely affected by this vaccine over the next two years, two to three years. We're already beginning to see like die offs. With 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 what it's already been administered. And so what is society going to look like whenever you have like 20 to 30 percent of the population that's not necessarily uh, infertile or sterile, but feeble and weak and, again, negatively affected by this vaccine? 
there was an article out at signs of the time.net earlier today uh, begging some of the vaccine manufacturers to point out the fact that when you receive a C-19 injection, it causes irregular menstruation cycles. Like they're begging people to tell this now because so many people have been adversely affected by this jab. And that's what I'm saying. How is, how is this going to look when a fair amount of our population has been crippled or made feeble by this? We're already talking about how children, literally children, are dropping IQ points because of this. I'm sorry. I just, I get frustrated with this type of stuff, man. Like you got to think about, you, you think about what we're saying here. Like we think about what we're saying here, that the society that we knew, education as a whole, the environment as a whole, politics as a whole, the economy as a whole, that has all been drastically disrupted by this virus. And look at how it's affected kids. People that were born nearly two years ago had IQs of over had had IQs of a hundred. The children born now are at seventy nine. Think about that. That's like a that's like a, almost a twenty five point reduction in two years. And this isn't because of the lack of air quality or or, or them being exposed to uh, bisphenol A or polyforbates or any of these type of chemicals in the in, in our environment. This is because of the freaking pandemic and not being socialized. And so I, I think, again, what I'm, what I'm trying to say is if people are having a hard time wrapping their minds around the insanity they are telling us to deal with, you need only look in the mirror because how much of this are you going to tolerate? How much of this are you going to make normal? None of this is normal. None of And none of this is okay. None of it. And we have to talk <laughs> and we have to talk about on the other side how basically 20 years of delivering democracy failed in a single night. We gotta talk about that. So I just look at incompetence and ineptitude left and right. And all I know is this is an organized collapse. This is a controlled collapse. I think about this. Look at this. Top military leader admits acceleration of terrorist reorganization after Taliban's swift victory in Afghanistan. Look at this. We've got General Mark Milley. Think about this, guys. We covered this guy. We we, we actually thought he was a good guy because we thought he was talking about UFOs and little green men a couple of years ago. Nuh-uh. This guy's a sellout. You got this guy over here going to war with Tucker Carlson over nonsense, saying he wants to discover uh, what right white rage is. He's like, I wouldn't understand what what right what white rage is, and I'm white. Meanwhile, you've got the Taliban reconquering. You've got our generals worried about critical race theory, uh, transgender indoctrination, and all this other super woke, super woke social justice warrior nonsense. And you literally have terrorist organizations coming for America. Like, think about this. Am I making, is that making sense to you? It's like whenever we played that clip of the, 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 the American army recruitment video versus the Russian recruitment video. 
where we talk about diversity and inclusivity and, you know, yada, yada, yada versus being an actual patriot standing up for your country. Yeah, this is this is what I'm talking about. We have screwed up so bad that our priorities are bass backwards. We're not focused on we, we we're, we're not focused on our goals. We don't really have any committed goals, any over uh, any anything that actually unifies us as a nation. Like a couple years ago, people wouldn't be like this because they had faith in the system. I mean, you look at what's going on with the 9/11 thing. We went over there because we thought we got attacked. The, the amount of patriotism the amount of strength, the amount of just like nationalism that was that, that was summoned from that one event literally carried us 20 years into the future. And now look at where we're at. We don't have that same level of national unity. We don't have that same level of patriotism. We don't have that same drive and same care. We realize our, 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 our leaders are corrupt. We've wasted millions, of bil- millions and billions of dollars in the desert delivering democracy, killing all kinds of people, disturbing up, disturbing everything. Like I'm getting, I'm getting worked up. I'm getting frustrated and worked up because I, I, I look at this guy and I think he's not leading our troops. If this dude is supposed to be one of the top military leaders, why do I look at him and I do not feel patriotism? Why do I look at him and think this guy's a scumbag? This guy's going to get, get boys killed. You see what I'm saying? This is the leadership that we have. Right now. And on top of that, you got them saying, hey, we're going to mandate this experimental gene therapy. Like, let me pull back and tell you guys what this really is. This is a litmus test. This is a litmus test to see how much we are willing to destroy our own people. We're bought, we've been bought out. We've been sold out. China's not taking the drugs. China's not taking the poison. Like I said, the Taliban ain't taking the poison. So why are we rolling up our sleeves? Why are we about to mandate an experimental gene therapy that is costing people their freaking lives? Because it's a litmus test. How much of your population are you willing to do away with? Remember those four African presidents that died simultaneously because they decided not to vaccinate their population? It's like that. It's a litmus test. The globalists are taking over. And they're seeing, okay, who's going to be with us? Who's going to be against us? And the ones that are with them, they get the saline shots. The ones that are against them, they get the real shots. Because they're not going to kill you right up off the bat. That would cause too much of a stir. But for weapons for silent, or, but, but silent weapons for quiet wars, if they can inject you with poison that'll kill you over a long period of time, well, that's right up these scumbags' alley. They can drag and drain everything out of you and at the same time use you for nefarious purposes. That's what I see when I look at this guy right here. I don't see a leader, bro. Yeah, he might have all the bells and whistles. He might have been great one point, once upon a time, but I don't see that now. I look at this and I think this guy's a sellout. This guy's a traitor. This is the same guy that said, oh, I want to understand white rage. Dude, I look at you and, I, and, 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 and you eek. You secrete sketchiness. You secrete traitor. You secrete lies. And that's what I'm saying. So we'll, be, we'll we'll talk about the situation in Afghanistan on the other side. But this is the state of our military right now. This is the state of our country right now. And I talked about this just last week on the podcast episode.
how when you look at some of the uh, uh, when you look at some of the troops or specifically with what was going on uh, in Berlin, in Germany, whenever they were having their anti-lockdown protests, and you could go look at the footage of the people there uh, and, 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 and their police look like stormtroopers. And I had to make that comparison because that's what's happening right now with these ideological purges that are taking place within the military and politics right now. They're purging people out of the system because they want more obedience. I was like, I was talking about this with exclusive members just the other week. That's what they want. They want to get out the patriots. They want to get out the nationalists. They want to get out the conservatives, the Republicans. Officers do right. Dudley do rights. Right. Officer friendly types. They want to get them out of there because they're good. They don't want that. What they want are the jackbooted thugs that'll back smack you upside the face because you're not wearing your mask. It, you see what I'm saying? They don't want people who will uh, question unjust laws and unlawful edicts. No, they don't want that. What they want is dumbed down, degenerate, stupid jackboots willing to do whatever, willing to just follow orders. Is that not what we heard with the Nazis? These people got away with it because, oh, they were just following orders. That's what they want over here. They don't want patriots to back the blue. They don't want that. What they want is, is, is people who were strong enough to detain anyone, but dumb enough to not question anything. Like they legit do have to have like IQ tests for certain police officers. And that's like literally what I'm trying to tell you is, 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 is if that's what they're doing in police, right? Turning them into stormtroopers, conditioning them to not think and not question, but to just follow out these unlawful edicts. What do you think they're going to do with the military? What do you think they're going to do with the military? Because here, check this out. We talked about it briefly at the start of the show. Get that traitor out of here. Get that scumbag out of here. If they're willing to purge the military or purge the police of patriots, of conservatives, of constitutionalists, of nationalists, Republicans, if they're willing to do that with just the law enforcement, let's take it a step even further. What would they be willing to do with the military? We come full circle right here. Army National Guard recruits for internment and resettlement specialists. Military document lays out procedure for civilian internees. Are you are you committed to us? This is what Joe Biden did. Like I'm sure this stuff was already in the works. I'm not gonna. We're not gonna do like a what uh, what aboutism. Like oh, what about Obama? What about Donald Trump? What about George Bush? You know, what about uh, Clinton? What about Bush? What about? We're not gonna do that because we we know what that is. That's just a distraction. Screw all that. This is what's happening underneath the Biden regime. This is what the purges will lead to. A fair amount of like, like, like think about this, guys, because we are coming up on the anniversary of September 11th. It's like a month away. But think about this. 20 years ago, we're willing to go deliver democracy halfway across the world and go, you know, nation build. We have a whole new crop of so-called patriots these days. Social justice warriors is basically what they are. Communists. Globalists, global citizens, these are people that will have no problem doing this, setting you up for resettlement and internment positions. 20 years ago, 
people would have been up in arms. They would have freaked out. They would have said, this is bad. This is unconstitutional. This is anti-American. But have you noticed these days, people have no qualms about being anti-American. People have no worries about what's unconstitutional versus what's lawful and legal. They don't care about that. They just want to follow orders. You, you, you see how the dumbing down of humanity, the degradation and degeneracy and de decadence they're telling us to get used to, how it leads towards crap like this, because this is unlawful. This is unconstitutional. But let's read a little bit of this, this article from Patrick Halley, the national file that they put up on August 13th. And let's get a picture for what's going on right now in our so-called military. Because does this seem like this is something for the people? You tell me. It says the Army National Guard is actively recruiting for a job position called, quote, internment for slash resettlement specialist. People as young as 17 years old are eligible for the gig, which includes, quote, search slash restraint as, quote, some of the skills you'll learn, according to an Army National Guard job posting with a job location listed as Washington, D.C. Meanwhile, military documents show that the military can detain civilians here in America, including U.S. citizens. A leaked U.S. headquarters of the Army document entitled Internment and Resettlement Operations described an official category of detained person called, quote, civilian internee. A Department of Defense directive published below discussed how, quote, civilian internees and made it clear that the military detainees can be U.S. citizens. And uh, let's let's see. Um, audio listeners, you guys can see it. This is an extraordinarily lengthy article. Uh, very well done. Uh, but here it is. 0721. Yep. August 7th, 2021. 31E, an internment slash resettlement specialist. It's a part-time gig out there in Washington, D.C. Now, why I find this so interesting is because we've talked about this at the start of the year. Actually, shucks. Two years ago. Uh, yeah, two years ago, like in January is either in 2020 or 2019 that uh, you had English-speaking disarmament officers that the UN was requesting. I find that very strange. Uh, but now you have them actually recruiting for internment and resettlement specialists, and these aren't English-speaking. Uh, this is our National Guard. So this is a part of their new command. This is a part of a new order, new directive. Uh, this, is why the, this is why you had Pelosi... Literally call those boys out from all over the nation to stand there in Washington, D.C. and do nothing as they sat there and filtered through and purged ideologies that they disagreed with. They, they literally got rid of their opposition. So let's read a little bit more about this and then we'll continue on from there. It says, quote, in the Army National Guard, you will learn these valuable job skills while earning a regular paycheck and qualifying for tuition assistance. Job training for an intern, internment resettlement specialist requires 10 weeks of basic combat training. Will you learn basic soldiering skills and seven weeks of advanced individual training with on-the-job instruction? Part of this time is spent in the classroom and part of the time is spent in the field, states this Army National Guard job posting. Note the location for the job, which is in Washington, D.C. Quote, internment slash resettlement specialists are primarily responsible for day-to-day -day operations in the military confinement slash correctional facility or detainment slash internment facility, according to an Army National Guard, National Guard job posting that touts, quote, a monthly paycheck, asks as a benefit to being an internment and resettlement specialist. Says the Department of Defense Directive Number 2310.01E, issued on August 19th of 2014, states that, quote, 
subject to the requirement of the law of war and this directive, prisoners of war and unprivileged belligerents may lawfully be detained until a competent authority determines that the conflict has ended or that the active hostilities have ceased, and civilian internees may lawfully be detained until the reasons that necessitated the civilian's internment no longer exist. That's very interesting. Now, I guess because we're in a permanent pandemic, a permanent emergency, where they can administer uh, experimental gene therapies because of the emergency youth authorization that they've acquired, I wonder uh, what this could mean, how civilian internees may lawfully be detained until the reasons that necessitated the civilians internment no longer exist. What I'm trying to allude to is how far off are they from using the internment slash resettlement specialists, FEMA camp guards, basically. Uh, What I'm trying to say is how far off are they from using that? Saying, oh, you've got the COVID, you didn't take the shot, we've got to sequester you and keep you away from the population, we've got to isolate you until COVID is gone. We've got to keep you away from the general population, we've got to put you in these internment camps until the threat of COVID is gone. What I'm trying to say is they're going to put you in them camps and never let you out. That's the plan. So if we thought the loss of rights was bad with this, where will they go from here. So I'll probably talk more about this on this week's podcast episode. That's an article that popped up over the weekend going into the break or going going into the, the weekend that I thought we should discuss. Uh, but here's what's going to happen. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be jumping into what's going on in the Middle East, in Afghanistan, with the Taliban, and how all that is going to come home to roost. It already is. Uh, we've got refugees that are that are piling up on our borders, no doubt. You've got people that are trying to flee Afghanistan because they understand the Taliban is going to raise hell. We've got all these things to unpackage on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction over here on Factions of Freedom. And we'll be right back right after this. forces in this world that remind us of how fragile we are. We thought we were safe. We thought it could never happen to us. Then life like a fog descends upon us, 
blanketing our memories. Through the haze, we travel its hidden paths, lost in its secret places. And when the storm, turbulent and immovable, forces us to shelter, we remember. It calls to us, calls us back. Back to the ports and the harbors of our past. We fight the currents that pull and drag us off course. Not a light or star to chart the way. And when we arrive, we don't always know it at first. The places we once loved guised by time. Then we see it. The place we've been trying to get back to. Safe at last. We've found our way home. Salutations, my friends. I'm here to talk to you about, that's right, CBD oil. CBD oil can reduce the risk of relapse among alcohol and cocaine addicts, and you know they're trying to flood us with both. According to a 2013 study published in the British Journal of Clinical Pharmacology, CBD was proven to have these benefits, relieving pain and inflammation, having antipsychotic effects, reducing anxiety, helping to fight cancer, relieving nausea, treating seizures, lowering incidences of diabetes, and also promoting cardiovascular health. Realize that in 2014, Purdue Pharma received FDA approval for an opioid drug that claimed to help curb the opioid addiction. This will actually help you curb your usage of opioids, as well as your reliance upon them. And remember, guys and gals, stay vigilant. Expose lies and share truth. Freedom Faction, out. And we're back. Just like that. We're actually not from outer space. <laughs> but we are back. I mean, I guess you could say we're pretty far out, man. <laughs> but no, we're not from outer space. And we are back. Yeah. Uh, speaking of being back, looks like the Taliban are back. And it's not looking good for the rest of the world. Yeah, we're going to be talking about in this segment, uh, apparently the fall of Afghanistan in a matter of moments is what it sounds like. Again, over uh, $80 billion worth over a 20-year time span, undone. And we've talked about this too, whenever Obama was in office, you know, how, how he is helping supply weapons to the so-called moderate rebels. Uh, We've talked about this. The sad part is, is this has now come home to roost in a much more violent and disturbing way. Let me start going ahead and pulling up some of these video clips and articles, and then we'll continue on from there. Don't take it from me. Listen to these people. Listen to the Taliban tell you what their plan is. Uh, let's play this quick clip and then we'll read this article about the Taliban telling Americans that the jihad is coming to America thanks to Joe Biden. Thanks, Joe. Doing great. 
It's our belief. It's our belief that one day Mujahideen will have victory and Islamic law will come not to just Afghanistan, but all over the world. We are not in a hurry. We believe it will come one day. Jihad will not end until the last day. Okay. Okay. Jihad will come to America. And, you know, this. I, I, I know I'm probably already going to hear the whole, you know, oh, you're, let, let's, let's cut the racist crap, I think is like what I'm trying to say. Let's cut the racist crap. We know what this is. We know we know what's going to unfold, um, and I would not I would legit not be surprised if, again if we began to see our feckless so called leader do deals with these with the Taliban. Like you remember that old saying that we used to say back in the day that we don't negotiate with terrorists. Well, I thoroughly believe that Joe Biden will negotiate with these terrorists. Let me read this article real quick from Sean Antalabi of Newspunch. They put this up August sixteenth. It says the Taliban has issued a stark message to Americans saying that jihad is coming to the United States thanks to Joe Biden, and there's nothing that can be done to prevent it. A Taliban leader identified as Mohammed Arif Mustafa told CNN's Clarissa Ward that Islam will keep on fighting and advancing towards America, according to Forbes. And this is the video uh, that we played for you guys. It says, uh, quote, it's our belief that one day the Mujahideen will have victory and Islamic law will come not to just Afghanistan, but all over the world. We are not in a hurry. We believe it will come one day. Jihad will not end until the last day. WNDWorldNewsDaily.com reports that the Forbes report said Ward later found a way to talk with women inside a Taliban stronghold and brought up the subject of school. Quote, absolutely not. Girls do not go to school, Ward said. She was told in an off-camera interview, quote, the Taliban says it's bad. The Taliban says school is bad. It's, it's, it's crazy how children, education, being the keepers of the knowledge, passing on the truth, making sure you bring them up right. See, it, it, it's, it's crazy how this just keeps coming up throughout this episode, right? Not by my choice. I'm just saying there's something bigger at play here. Uh, on Sunday, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin called the, quote, lack of resistance on the part of the Afghan army that America trained for 20 years, quote, extremely disconcerting, according to CNN. Quote, they had all the advantage. They had 20 years of training by our coalition forces, a modern air force, good equipment and weapons, he said, quote, but you can't buy. But you can't buy will and you can't purchase leadership. It's true. And that's really what's missing in this situation. CNN reported that during a brief briefing for lawmakers, Joint Chiefs of Staff General Mark Milley, that traitor again, said that terrorist groups such as Al-Qaeda could use Afghanistan as a safe haven for reconstructing themselves even sooner than two years that had been estimated before the collapse of the Afghan government. Milley indicated that this could create a large terrorism threat sooner than had been foreseen. As of Sunday evening, Eastern Time, a tense peace was holding in Kabul. Taliban spokesperson or spokesman uh, Zabiullah Mujahid said that the group did not want to wage war in the capital of the nation. It now all but officially controls, quote, we want to enter Kabul with peace and talks are underway. According to CNN, the Taliban has seized the presidential palace and its fighters were taking part in maintaining security within the city. And let me see if I can go ahead and pull up that clip for you guys of them actually in 
the presidential palace in Kabul, where they actually talked about creating a more inclusive government. I can't tell if that's like a a troll to us and how we're doing all of our nonsense, or if this is just a inside code speak for them saying, hey, this is all under control. Uh, But while I get that clip up for you guys, something I've always thought about and found so interesting, call me crazy or sociopathic or whatever, what have you, I've always thought about the concept of how would gangs respond to terrorists? You know, this is why whenever we started discussing uh, Crip gangs and blood gangs merging into Black Lives Matter, I found that very interesting because you had uh, cultural gangs merging with political gangs. Uh, but I always I always find it so interesting because, you know, how would the Crips, how would the Bloods, how would the Black Lives Matter, how would other people, how would gangs respond to terrorists coming in here trying to tell you what to do? It's like when Lil, it was, it was like whenever ASAP Rocky was out there in Sweden having a show and he entered into like a, a, a Muslim no-go zone. He didn't know, but he slapped up the Muslim that tried to talk to him sideways. And that's 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 how that went. How would gangs respond to terrorists? And this is something I think we're going to end up having to confront the very same way uh, that we've had to discuss crime versus terrorism. Right. You're you're a terrorist if you don't put your mask on. Oh, but you can go out there and commit all kinds of crimes because you're a part of a lower socioeconomic bracket. Ah, I'm pontificating too much. But uh, here is the Taliban inside the presidential palace in Kabul. Uh, we're back inside, uh, just showing you again, our, our viewers who, who are following this, uh, just showing you again those pictures from earlier of Taliban fighters behind uh, the desk of the presidential palace. It's interesting because uh, when the day started and, and reports emerged that the Taliban were outside uh, the city walls and they were told by the mm. leadership uh, they will not enter the city, we want to reassure people, we'll be giving, uh, having talks to to try and, and, and negotiate uh, a handover of power or, or such and such. Uh, they're inside the city walls. I mean, they didn't really, mm. they didn't mm. stay back. They, there was the excuse given that the, mm. they were there to provide security, but uh, that, I mean, they don't, do they need to secure the presidential palace? What, what does this say? What, what can we, conclusions can we draw uh, from the statements the Taliban are making given the situation is changing so fast? Look, the Taliban's battlefield behavior has not been in sync with their with their public statements. You know, for the last uh, few months now, the Taliban have the Taliban fighters have taken down the flag of Afghanistan inside the presidential palace. That flag has been rolled up. That way, we're okay, putting Rob. people on planes and helicopters. Oh, Rob, I'm going to cut you off there because we have now secured. So now. Crazy. So I I look at the uh, I, I look at this and I can't help but draw similarities to what's going on here in America. Yeah, I I I look at this and I can't help but draw some of the same similarities uh, to what went on here in America. With uh, that, you've got the Taliban sieging, storming the so-called uh, presidential palace, and at the same time over here, you have Americans uh, storming the Capitol. I can't help but make that kind of connection. I find that very, very 
uh, interesting nonetheless. But that could just be me, you know, being exposed to too much information and trying to find similarities uh, where there aren't any. But let me go ahead and play this clip for you guys while we read this article about the Taliban wanting to create a more inclusive government. Um, this should just tell you where we are. Now, this is another one that comes from National File. It's by Gabriel Keane. This video shows Taliban takeover Afghani presidential palace. They promised to open a, quote, inclusive Islamic government. Very interesting. This says that video footage aired by Al Jazeera reportedly shows the Taliban milling around in the Afghani presidential palace in Kabul, having taken over the final stronghold of the former U.S.-backed government. A Taliban spokesperson has promised to bring in, quote, open, inclusive Islamic government to the embattled country. Footage was aired live Sunday showing Taliban and insurrectionists reportedly proudly posing with presidential furniture. Yeah, again, I can't help but draw some of the same similarities uh, to what went on here in America at the Capitol siege to what went on here. You can see how they would make that, that same type of comparison. These Trump supporters are terrorists like the Al-Qaeda, like the Taliban. You can see, I could, I could already see that narrative uh, coming up but getting back into the article it says quote a taliban spokesperson and negotiator said that told the associated press on sunday that the militant group is holding talks aired at forming a quote open inclusive islamic government in afghanistan the associated press reported on sunday adding that the suhail sahin spoke to the ap after the taliban overran most of the country in a matter of days and pushed into the capital kabul as the United States scrambled to withdraw diplomats and other civilians. We'll be playing some of those clips here for you for you guys. It is pretty crazy. Uh, but that's how these people operate. Not necessarily terrorists or the Taliban, but that's how communists, that's how guerrilla warfare operates. That's how all of this stuff goes down is they create like an air of what seems like peace, stability, calm, letting things go the way they should. And then just out of nowhere, they spring up. Like, I, I see, I can see some of the same similarities with Antifa. And, you know, the, you know that the American military has used the Middle East basically as a playground for everything they want to do domestically as well as internationally. But let me get back into this article. It says, as National File previously reported, Democratic presidential, the Democrat President Joe Biden is avoiding the media as U.S. regime officials continue to flee the country. The Taliban have stormed the Afghani capital of Kabul on Sunday, forcing President Ash- Ashraf Ghani to flee the country and the U.S. embassy officials to evacuate as, to pres- as Democrat President Joe Biden, who there was, quote, no circumstance under which such events would occur because they were, quote, highly unlikely, continues to avoid having to answer questions from the media about the unfolding situation. Yeah, apparently Biden is on vacation But he's getting off of vacation. He's going to be addressing the nation here shortly. God only knows what that's going to look like. Let's hope he doesn't have a foot and mouth type situation. Uh, But let's let's go ahead and start pulling up some of the clips of some of the insanity that's going on over there in Afghanistan, man. Like it is off the chain, off the wall. Like this is just footage at a Kabul airport of people trying to leave. Uh, as the as 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 that's all going down, as the Taliban are taking over, uh, here is footage of the chaos at the Kabul airport as uh, people are trying to leave. I'll try to describe it for you guys. 
So uh, just 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 keep that in mind. This particular clip is of a. Uh, I, 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 I can't even accurately describe this, guys. It looks like something out of a movie. It's like when we covered what went on in South Africa with those handful of men shooting down like mobs of people on a road. That seemed like something out of a movie. This seems like something out of a movie. You, you're seeing what seems to be at least like thousands of people on an airstrip surrounding like a, a, a Hummer or a like a, 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 an armored vehicle because they're all trying to get access uh, to the planes to leave. Let's play this and we'll pick it up from there. Yeah. Yeah. So you're seeing armored vehicles in the street. You're seeing thousands of people swarm, swarm other armed vehicles. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Uh, here's another clip of uh, military members trying to get onto the planes. Here's another clip. I think this is inside the actual airport in Kabul. There are thousands of people basically leaving the terminal, leaving the gate to, to probably go on to the airstrip. Yeah, these are these are people. These are people literally fleeing. Jesus. And audio listeners, you guys can't see it. There's just. There's thousands of people that I'm sure we probably already seen uh, in just this quick two minute long video of people flooding the streets, leaving the airport, trying to find the next mode of transportation. Like, think about this. This is insane. If you guys go look at some of the footage that's coming out of there, it, 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 it's, it's going to blow your mind because these are all people that understand the type of hell that's going to be raised uh, if the Taliban are allowed to stay in power. But here's another clip for you guys. This is of the armored vehicles. They're probably out there on the airstrip. Good God. And I think this is the clip where uh, and I'll describe it for audio listeners. This next clip we're going to play for you guys is of a plane taking off at the Kabul airport and people that have jumped onto the plane literally are falling off of the plane as the plane as de is departing. 
So of those thousands of people you guys just saw right there, uh, a handful of them were actually able to latch on to the actual plane. The plane took off, and as it reached a certain altitude or a certain height, those people were clearly unable to hang on. And that's what you're about to see. You're literally about to see people falling out of a plane, escaping the Taliban in Afghanistan. There's one. Yep. Good God. And so uh, I think a couple the next the next couple clips that we have for you guys, uh, you actually get to see that you get to see some of these people try to board these planes that are trying to depart. So just think about think think about the level of insanity that you're surrounded by to where you are willing to throw yourself in front of a moving plane to escape the incoming regime. Think about that. That's what America used to represent to people. We used to represent a safe haven, a stronghold, a, 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 a redoubt away from tyr tyrannical regimes, from barbarism, from civil unrest and destabilization. We used to represent something so amazing. These days they call it white supremacy. These days they, they, they call it imperialism or, 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 or the patriarchy. You got people jumping in front of planes, trying to latch themselves onto moving planes to come to this white supremacy land because this land, this place, with all of its nonsense, was better than what these people had before. Think about that as you watch this footage. This isn't History Channel. This isn't some wartime documentary. This happened like a couple hours ago. A literal couple hours ago, you had people throwing themselves in front of planes to escape the politics of the Taliban. <laughs> There's one. And here's another. Look at this. Hundreds, if not a thousand people running with this Air Force plane as it's trying to take off and they're and they're gonna they're gonna get on there. You see it right there. And then they would later go on to fall off of those very planes. How crazy is that? How wild is that? And I should have played this clip at the beginning. But there's actually footage of the Taliban who have commandeered a plane. So you want to talk about being a DHS threat because you're 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 pointing out 9/11 anniversaries. Where here's a, a a dramatic, not even reenactment. Here's a dramatic footage of more Taliban's who have been able to commandeer a plane from the Afghani government. Look at this. <laughs> Good. A plane full of terrorists. Oh my God. You know, I, I look at this and I just think, what would happen if Antifa, what would happen if BLM, what would happen if Indivisible, what would happen if any of these organizations got a hold of this type of technology or got a hold of this type of weaponry. What would that look like? 
what would that look like if Antifa had the, the capabilities to just like fly planes into places? I mean, they kind of somewhat do already. It's, it's, it, don't they have the ability to be in like three different states or four different states all at the same time, simultaneously protesting the same thing? But, but, but I look at that and I think to myself, you've given, you've, you've given a gun to a deranged lunatic and these guys are now on the world stage. Like that's a crazy concept to comprehend. That is such a crazy, not, it, it, it's not even like a conspiracy. That's just such a crazy fact for us to try to wrap our heads around that this is the world we're in. Yeah, look at this. This article from the Free Thought Project, which encapsulates it in, uh, perfectly. The U.S. spent $89 billion in 20 years building Afghan army, and all of it was just toppled in a couple days. I think that encapsulate this encapsulates what's going on here perfectly. You can't throw money at a problem. You can't waste time on a problem. And we were, and we were never there to help these people. We were there because of the oil, the drugs, and the gold. We weren't there to build these people up. We gave them a fake democracy. We gave them a skeleton government. And we hoped for the best. We said, oh, well, you know. This is, this is how we do it. Let's hope that you guys have that same level of drive, patriotism, and so much more. But think about this. We just got done playing for you guys a series of clips where if we were to play those 20 years ago, uh, everybody would freak out. But because we're in a day and age with a corrupt president, with a puppet president, anti-American sentiments left and right, a generation that's willing to just throw history aside this is uh this is passe like think about this thousands of people trying to leave afghanistan because they know what the taliban represents radical islamic fundamentalism but even the girls can't go to school you know you know in afghanistan uh they kill a lot of the gays that's why i thought it was funny that they said you know oh an open and inclusive government they kill a lot of the gays. They'll throw them off of buildings. They really will. They don't do any of this transgender nonsense. Any of the crap that we do over here. You, uh, you've got Nancy Pelosi coming out saying that they need to have a uh, more gender inclusivity. It's like, oh my god, these people are literally trying to flee a terroristic regime, killing people who disagree with them. You either are you're either told convert or kill. You either join the Taliban, you either join them, or you die. And I, I guess what I'm really trying to say is, how long until ISIS goes through this type of transformation? Al Qaeda goes through this type of transformation. What happens whenever you have the Taliban, Al Qaeda, Al Qaeda, ISIS, and all of them just come together to create their own type of conglomerate, their own type of syndicate? Islamic syndicate. And this is the start. So these people you see fleeing this, they're probably in that. They are in that reality. They don't have to sit here and postulate, you know, are the Taliban going to link up with the Al-Qaeda, with, with Al-Qaeda? Are the Al-Qaeda going to link up with, Syria, with, with ISIS? They don't have to postulate that. They probably understand and have heard that, that is the plan. Divide and conquer. To, 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 to take over different pockets of the Middle East, only for them to 
aid in, aid in the destruction of the previous governmental institution and help establish a new one. Is that not what we're seeing right here? And we, this, this thing is, is we don't have the time to go in and talk all about, you know, how we funded a lot of this, how we caused this and how we are, we are responsible for this. We don't have the time to go into that. I'm sure as this unfolds in the future, we probably will have time. We'll talk more about it because we're going to have refugees that come from here. We're going to have people fleeing this. To come here. You're going to have uh, people like Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar. You're going to have the usual gang come in and grandstand for these people. But they're not going to address the root issue of how we went over there and caused this. And how much money and time, resources and more we wasted. Basically policing another people. That's all we did. We didn't deliver democracy. We didn't liberate them from the tyranny of their oppressors. We became the oppressors. We created the ISISs and the Al-Qaeda's and, 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 and the Taliban's by being involved in their nation, telling them how to run their lives. We created that in so many ways. And then you've got, again, the arming, the arming of the moderate rebels. It's like, really? Wasn't that just like a weapons case dump? on the so-called opposition that you guys ended up creating and controlling. Like think about just, we, we just have to think about this, man. Cause we've reported it over here on the show, how in Georgia and in New Mexico, you had terrorists training, training at the Southern border. Like you guys remember that a couple a couple years ago, how there was that, uh, I, 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 clearly I forget the individual's name, uh, but he was an Islamic or Muslim individual who was training his children for uh, mass school shootings. And then at the same time period, we, we, we heard information that he had allegedly uh, tortured the child to think that he was Jesus Christ or something like that. It was a whole big deal. Then he got caught out here in New Mexico, and then somehow he ended up all the way in Georgia doing the same thing, creating like a combat camp out there in the woods it was a, it was a whole it was a whole news story but that was an uh, it was an angle for me to explain to you how we literally have a uh, real terrorists real extremists coming in through the southern border and then entering into america training using all of our assets and our openness against us to destroy us i forget what it is but go look into it it was an islamic individual in um new mexico and georgia Got caught in New Mexico right at the border. Uh, he was doing like an Islamic training camp thing with his kid, killed one of them, tortured through torture. They were He was training them to use all kinds of weapons. It was a whole story. Uh, but this is what is coming here. And so these people who didn't want to be involved in any, of the, in any of that, that wanted to have legitimate government, that wanted to have democracy, these people are being left stranded there as the Taliban take over. Like every single one of these people, if they do not get rescued, will be killed. How crazy is that? And I'm not saying we should resettle them. I'm not saying we should put them in internment camps either. 
I'm also not saying that we should put them in the refugee overflow migrant facilities. But what I am saying here is this is a severe failure in leadership, and we are only seeing just the beginning. <laughs> we are truly only seeing just the beginning of this stuff unfold. You know, that's why I'm like, I'm not not trying to sound racist, not trying to be, you know, whatever they want to paint you as. But I look at this and I think to myself, this is not good. We're only beginning to see the the start of this. You're opening up a wound that was there for like 20 years. And we I really don't think that Biden has the fortitude or the strength the largesse, the influence, the power, he does not have the ability to navigate this. He does not. He does not have the the, the, the power. <laughs> he does not have the power to, to, to sway the people, to get them on their sides. Like, I think what I'm also trying to say is uh, this, this, this anti-American set sentiments that we've heard is going to come home to roost with this situation. They're going to talk about how this is a failed, this is failure of policy. This is a failure of leadership. And Joe Biden being the perfect apologist is going to roll out the red, the red carpet for these people. But here, let's get a couple more articles in uh, while we have the time. So we can go ahead and start wrapping up things for you guys. But this just all happened over the weekend. Last week, it was protests in Portland satanic antifa trying to attack christians and things like this this week it's the fall of afghanistan to the taliban the world is becoming increasingly engulfed by chaos look at this the u.s government lied for two decades about afghanistan i would have to agree uh the u.s embassy in kabul was celebrating pride month as the Taliban launched their final campaign to retake the country. I think that's a very good, interesting article to talk about. This comes from Jim Hoff of the Gateway Pundit. They put this up August 16th. It says, as the Taliban launched their final campaign to retake the country, the Biden administration and General Milley were celebrating Pride Month in Kabul. That's why they say Pride comes before the fall. And, and, and I think that encapsulates everything I'm trying to say is our priorities are best backwards. We're celebrating Pride Month, all this other crazy gender LGBTQP stuff. That's not diplomacy. Like, uh, That's not diplomacy. Look at this. Pelosi says that the number one priority in Afghanistan must be gender equality. Apparently, this is the priority. Not fixing the Afghan government, not actually helping to restore democracy. Gender equality. Democratic House Speaker Nancy Pelosi has declared that the priority in Afghanistan must now be, quote, gender equality, despite the fact that thousands of Americans remain stranded in the country. Stranded. Senator Tom Cotton actually came out and talked about that. Let me, uh, let me see if I can try to find it for you guys. Senator Tom Cotton said, hey, I understand that there's a fair amount of the people uh, still stuck there. He created 
he created like a, a he created a separate email to try to contact all the other people that were working overseas in Afghanistan at the time frame because there was no plan from Biden. He had to come up with a plan. He said, come up, said, contact me, tell me your situation. We'll try to get you the resources to extract you. So while you have people who were literally trying to exfiltrate, get out of there and and and, and come back stateside, you've got feckless and inept politicians like Nancy Pelosi making comments like this. That gender equality must be the priori- the priority, not extracting our troops, not restoring democracy, not promoting security, peace, or stability or safety. No, 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 no. Gender equality. That's what we're being told to focus on. And now you've got President Trump, former President Donald Trump, calling for Biden to resign over the disgrace of what he did in Afghanistan. Yeah, right here. Trump calls for Biden to resign in disgrace over the Afghanistan crisis. And he won't. That's more of that hopium. That's just more of that, more of what Donald Trump does, more of that red meat. Clearly, he won't resign. Because you you see, we're going through a period of deconstruction, of demoralization, not necessarily accountability and responsibility, but they're breaking us down. And they could put somebody like Biden in there so he can take all the blame, so he can be the face as we sit here and crumble. And you've got Trump being the antagonist over here saying, egging everybody on, saying, yeah, resign, resign, resign. But he won't because he has to be there. This is still this guy's first year. We're not even we, we, we've got a couple more months left in the year. You see how much damage this guy has done? Heck, no, he's not going to resign. He's got to take the blame for all the crap that was done by America. The sad part is, is he won't even be cognizant of it. Yeah. Former U.S. President Donald Trump has slammed Joe Biden for allowing one of America's worst defeats ever as the Taliban recaptured Afghanistan. He described the collapse of Afghanistan as one of the, quote, greatest defeats in American history and called for Biden to resign in disgrace. Yeah. More more politics, right? More of that red meat. While it sounds good on paper, that's not an actual plan of leadership. That's actually not something that people can work with. Uh, but I, I think at the end of the day, that encapsulates everything as well. We have feckless leadership, the establishment thinking it's in control, outsiders uh, being Monday morning quarterbacks, and we have no idea where we're going. We have no national unity. We don't trust our we don't trust our so-called elected officials. Like uh, I've talked about this in the past. I don't agree with any of these wars. And this is an exact reason as to why, because what happens whenever these people decide to take their country back and become freedom fighters instead of, well, the terrorists that we have declared them as? When when do we become the terrorists? Would how would you feel if somebody came into your back and in, in your neighborhood? occupied your backyard for 20 years and then called you a terrorist. Is this not what's happening right now? Are you not being called a terrorist for not exper- uh, uh, accepting the experimental gene therapy? Are you not being called a therapist because you see that Joe Biden is a feckless leader and that he's leading us astray? 
Are you not being called a terrorist for simply uh, disagreeing with this establishment? One man's terrorist is another man's uh, freedom fighter. One man's patriot is another man's domestic extremist. Let's read a couple more of these articles and then we'll start closing things out for you guys. But this is all stuff we're going to have to start contemplating moving forward because it's 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 not slowing down. <laughs> it's not going to slow down. Uh, Hawaii Lieutenant Governor says that the unvaccinated may cause a lockdown. There it is. So South Africa is basically starving to death because of the uh, riots that went on there. You've got, again, Afghanistan being engulfed in chaos by the Taliban. While here in America, in the Western world, you're saying, oh, well, if you're unvaccinated, you're considered a terrorist. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's what I'm saying. The the world has been given over to the hands of the wicked one. Let's read this article real quick. It says that Hawaii Lieutenant Governor Josh Green, who works as an emergency room doctor on Hawaii's Big Island, says a minority of unvaccinated people are pushing the state toward another lockdown. Of course, it's the minority. Quote, I say we are two to four weeks at this rate from seeing major adjustments in what we're able to do, Green said. Quote, it's a small minority that is otherwise condemning society to a lockdown and potentially large-scale death, Green added. Quote, no one wants to close down businesses. No one wants to put in curfews. No one wants to curtail regular life or schools, but we have to keep people alive. Green said all ICU beds at the Hilo Hospital are full, more than half of which are COVID-19 patients. And as of Sunday, 58 of the 68 ICU units at Honolulu's Queen Hospitals were occupied. Hawaii News now reported. In total, Green said, 300 people were hospitalized with COVID-19, and of those, at least 270 are unvaccinated. Protesters showed up outside Green's condo over the weekend saying that, quote, I'm probably going to be taking care of them in the hospital with my colleagues because they're going to catch COVID, Green said. Those very individuals are condemning everyone in a society to a much larger lockdown. So there it is. More of the Obey Big Brother. More of the uh, systemic altruism. We're here from the government. We know what's best for you. We're trying to take care of you. Just shut up and wear your mask. Obey us and we'll tell you how to make it out of this. Even whenever the masks don't work, the vaccine don't work, your best bet is being exposed to it and developing the antibodies. But who am I? Who are we to sit here and watch all this craziness go down? But getting back into the news, uh, check this out. Customs and Border Protection officers have seized thousands of fake COVID vaccine cards shipped from China to all over the United States. I wouldn't know anything about that. I'm serious, I wouldn't. I don't have a fake COVID card. I don't have a fake COVID card, and I also don't know anybody that has a fake COVID card. I get all my cards. You know what? Let's get into this article from Chris Pandolfo of The Blaze. (laughs) says U.S. Customs and Border Protection have intercepted bundles of counterfeit coronavirus vaccine cards that were shipped from Shenzhen, China, to recipients all over the United States, the agency said Friday. 
CBP officials said in a statement that thousands of fake vaccine cards were seized at the port of Memphis, a major shipping hub. The cards were printed with the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention logo and had blank spaces for the recipient's name and birthday, the vaccine maker, lot number, and date and place the, pl- the shot was given. The cards were identified as fake by numerous typos, unfinished words, and misspelled Spanish verbiage on the back. Additionally, they were imported by a non-CDC or medical entity, which tipped the customs agents off. I think it's crazy that, you know, everything that kind of kind of touches is like a counterfeit. It's like fake. <laughs> like I said, China's not taking any of the shots. Don't you find that strange? They're not taking any of the poison. They're not in talks with Pfizer. They're not working with AstraZeneca. But Israel is. America is. Canada is. Isn't it funny how all the places that end up talking with these vaccine makers are also the very same ones having an outbreak? Because it's not the vac- it's, it's, it's not the virus. Viruses don't mutate and become stronger. They weaken. But when you start injecting new chemicals and new concoctions inside of people's bodies, they begin to schlep and shed all the other chemicals that you put inside them and give those off. Those can create stronger variants because they're they're uh, not cross-pollinating. But you get what I'm saying. You're having multiple different variants come together, and guess what? They're, they're, they're making stronger. The initial virus itself weakens over time. But because we're adding different chemicals and different concoctions and different mixtures to a body, that becomes an ecosystem that sheds that new creation back into the larger environment. And so then other people exposed to this new creation, because they didn't have this in the first place, become sicker. So indeed, it is the vaccinated that are making the unvaccinated sick. Yeah, we've talked about this. The evidence is overwhelming, uh, but that's what I'm saying. It's not about it's not about the it's, it's not about health, right? It's about obedience. It's about control. Can they trick you? Can they coerce you? Can they manipulate you into giving over your immune system to pharmaceutical companies? And a fair amount of people have. And a fair amount of people have. I mean, look at this. Pfizer submits phase one data from booster jab trial to FDA. Trial. 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 Phase one data from the booster jab trial. Trial. Experiment. Not final. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, man, I got to sneeze. I got the COVID. Hold on. I chew. Delta variant. (laughs) Oh, man. Trump hotels impose mask mandates as Republicans rail against them. It's all one big club. (laughs) It's all one big club. Vaccine skeptical Tennessee pastor dies from COVID-19 infection. That's a darn shame. Let's read a little bit more about this. It says an anti-vaccine Tennessee pastor has died following a short battle with COVID. Bible prophecy teacher Jimmy DeYoung Sr. was hospitalized August 7th, less than a week after preaching his last sermon at Harrison's Church of the Highlands. 
and died Sunday of complications from the coronavirus, reported the Chattanooga. Quote, God has called a faithful servant home, reads a message posted on his Facebook account. Quote, Dr. Jimmy Young passed away early this morning, this morning at Memorial Hospital in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Judy, his loving wife and companion in ministry for over 60 years, was by his side by the very end. He is survived by a large family who loved him dearly. We cover your prayers at this time. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. That's a darn shame. And situations like this make me think again. Was it? Well, it's not even like the alpha variant. Was it these cross mutations? Was it one of these uh, vaccine resistant super strains that got him? I'm not sure. But you see, this is the problem now. And this is this was done intentionally. I think everybody's got every reason to be skeptical and cautious with this with this vaccine. But because they've created such distrust regarding this, we don't know what's 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 good or bad. We don't know what's true or false. We don't know if this vaccine could save lives or if it's costing lives. But we know for sure that the vaccine is costing lives. We for sure know the vaccine is costing people's lives. Anyway, continuing on, Pentagon to relocate 30,000 Afghan refugees who worked for the American government into the U.S. Yes, bring them over here. Bring them over here. You might have seen this photo going around, making the rounds, uh, but just like he did and got 17 Navy SEALs and other Americans killed, Joe Biden's photo op reportedly, quote, outs CIA and Intel officials and locations during the Afghan security briefing. Yeah, they're saying that this photo that's making rounds of an empty uh, conference room where Joe Biden is, they're saying that the video footage where he's streaming everything shows these people's locations and that compromises their safety and security. But are you really that surprised that we have a feckless and inept leader giving out sensitive information like that? I'm really not. (laughs) I will not. Yeah. Here's more of that, that I was talking about Joe Biden awakened from slumber We'll return to the White House for remarks on the historic collapse of Afghanistan at 345 Eastern Standard Time. Yeah, he's going to come out of his hole where they're going to wake sleepy Uncle Joe up and say, hey, uh, Afghanistan's burning. It's being taken over by the by the the Taliban. What do you got to say about that? I'm sure we'll hear more about that. As the week progresses. Uh, oh, of course, of course. All right. All right. Yeah. CNN reporter in Kabul quote, they're just chanting death to America, but they seem friendly at the time. Crazy how CNN can just lie like that. dude. <laughs> Let's see if we can get that clip up for you guys. And then we'll go ahead and close this episode out. It's kind of like what they said when, um, when, when, when reporting on some of these protests, that they were fiery, but peaceful, but mostly peaceful. They're just chanting death to America, but they seem friendly at the same time. 
like, oh, they don't really seem like they mean it, but they are for sure saying it, like, death to America, death to America. Uh, they seem friendly about it, though, so. Yeah, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and get up that death to America clip, and then we'll go ahead and start closing stuff out for you guys. <laughs> oh, what a world. Yeah, according to a CNN reporter, the Taliban is so cute and friendly, even whenever they're shouting death to America. Let's listen. Chanting death to America, but they seem friendly at the same time. It's utterly bizarre. At the president, they're just chanting death to America, but they seem friendly at the same time. It's utterly bizarre. At the president, they're just chanting death to America, but they seem friendly at the same time. It's utterly bizarre. Oh, they seem friendly as they're like, death to America, death to America. I don't know how to feel. Uh, I don't know how to feel about this. They're just shouting death to America. And what's crazy is she has to wear a hajib. Because she is a woman. In the new Taliban Afghanistan, where you do not have rights. You go outside without a man, they'll they'll attack you. This is this is this is Sharia law. And this is what they're trying to have here in America. Yeah, this is what's going on. Week after week, it's intensifying. And that's what I mean by we are going through a period of destabilization, a period of deconstructive uh, deconstructivism. That's what I call it. They're breaking us down, demoralization, and so much more. They're trying to remove America's superpower status. And in doing so, they've got to destroy all of the rewards all of our achievements, all of the things that we once held sacred. And like a checklist, these people are using it. They're using all of our achievements against us. And sleepy Uncle Joe Biden is sitting right there, right at the helm, asleep at the wheel. Like, remember that? We, we, we had talked about that. How the Chinese called Joe Biden the sleeping king and how this is not a good thing. As our nation burns and all of our progress is destroyed and uprooted, our adversaries Gleefully take joy knowing that we have sleepy Uncle Joe at the helm of the wheel, guiding the, 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 the usurpation of America, the Western world, and so much more. This is not a good thing, guys. And God only knows where this is going to go. But I'll tell you what, speaking of going somewhere, we have to head out. That's going to wrap it up for me. I know. Uh, more of a news-based episode, a little bit too much pontificating, ranting and rambling. Uh, but what do you say to this? I mean, one week you're seeing South Africa collapse, and then you know they're going to starve because of the COVID lockdowns and everything else that's going on with there. The next week you're seeing pockets of destabilization erupt around your nation. The week after that you're seeing another nation fall. It's getting wild out there. And there seems like there's no rhyme or reason, but the only reason I can think of is order out chaos, order out of chaos. That's how these people operate. They are purposely making things crazy so they can erect their new world order. That's why we have to be ever vigilant in their attempts to do so. But like I said, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I really have for you guys and gals. If you have any questions, feel free to email me. I'll have it in the description bar below. And as always, guys and gals, stay vigilant. Expose lies and share truth. This is Noise Era, Freedom Faction, out.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.